Welcome to Sister Susaga, a sci-fi fantasy recap podcast. I'm MK. And I'm Libby. We're two sisters who love to discuss fantasy and sci-fi stories that transport us to worlds more magical than our own. We've noticed that the female perspective is often missing in the sci-fi and fantasy genres, both in the development process and in the fandom discourse. So we're going to examine both old and new epics through feminist colored glasses. This may lead to thirsting after unsuspecting characters with six-packs, or throwing shade at sexist tropes that should have long ago been pushed through the moon door. We'll be dissecting all aspects of the films and shows we cover, so be warned, there are spoilers on the road ahead. In today's episode of Sister Susaga, we are covering Season 3, Episode 5 of Britannia. Let me get us started. So this episode, Episode 5, begins with General Alice Plautius being haunted by his son's ghost, basically. His son was a little boy when he died back in Rome, as we can recall from season, I mean, episode one. (laughs) And so he's shown up and he's kind of just like asking Alice a bunch of questions. Are you a general now? And are, you know, this, where are we? This doesn't smell like home. It's like pretty heart wrenching, gut wrenching to like hear him ask his dad all these questions. And clearly, Alice is like not doing well. He's struggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the little boy says, Do you miss me? And Alice says, Every day. And then he says, And then the little boy says, Are you sorry for what you did? Okay. Can we just really quick? Yeah. Isn't his son like standing on a table and he's like kneeling down in front of him, talking to him or something? He kneels like once the little boy asks if he's sorry for what he did. Okay. This felt like a test. Like I felt like immediately like this is Laka. Mm. Like this isn't right. Like his son wouldn't ask this. Sure. Like a son wouldn't have the understanding to ask that, I feel like. Because he wouldn't think, like, his dad did that to him, really. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. So I I immediately was like, this isn't right. Like, something about this isn't right. And the fact that he's just, like, the show just opens, he's just, like, casually talking to him. (laughs) Right. Maybe it wasn't casual, but I was like, this is so bizarre. And then, yeah, okay, go on. I agree. I think that if, because eventually what Alice says is, no, I don't regret it, or I'm not sorry. And so I think Alice knows that He's this, this isn't him. This isn't yeah. his actual son. If it was, he probably would have said yes. I feel yes. like he's kind of going on the safe side of things. Like, he's like, just in case, yeah. this is a test. I mean, he's also totally cuckoo kachu. Like, he's not, like, yeah. necessarily lucid right now either. But sure. I think he's smart enough to know that, like, he's not going to say he regrets doing what he did because that sacrifice was for Laka. Basically, I wrote, like, dude is obsessed with Laka. He he literally says he loves him with his whole heart. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> the little boy later tells him about a vision that he had of a plain wood cross with light coming from the center. He asks what it meant. But before Alice can answer, Hempel walks in and kind of stumbles upon Alice, like talking to himself, essentially. And talks about how he's losing his mind. 
but then she picks up the little boy oh and like walks off with him that <laughs> she's like was... oh come here love or whatever and it's like oh wait what yeah just like picks up the little boy and you're just like wait the what because like I, when she walks in she does not acknowledge the child no she so, makes it seem like he's talking to himself yeah she like says a thing about yeah. oh you're talking to yourself mm-hmm. and she just picks up the child and you're like wait what wait what now <laughs> And I was like, okay, so that child is for sure a demon. (laughs) For sure. 100%. (laughs) And she can see him and... Carry him around. Carry him around, apparently. The intro music commences. Now we are with the Fellowship of the Spear, is what I'm calling it. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Instead of Fellowship of the Ring. (laughs) And they're riding around. They meet up with the sister from Outlander. Hella. Mm Mm-hmm. She's kind of like a, a bounty hunter of some yeah. kind. She's she a loner called, like, who kind of works for whoever she wants. She's just like trying to make money. So yeah. she'll like work both sides and stuff. She's like a contractor. Essentially. <laughs> she's a hellhound, right? That's what they called her. They call her Hella. I know, but I think in the whatever season she originated from, I think oh. they mentioned that like she's like a hellhound. Okay. Or something. I don't know what that means. It was creepy. It's just like they... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm remembering that now. Get people for other people. Yeah. Bounty hunter Mm -hmm. type thing. Yep. So I do love her. I love this actress. Mm -hmm. Me too. She's in another really good show. by. um, It's written by Joss Whedon, which I... Obviously, he's not the best, but the show is good. So she tells them that... She tells them where Lucius is. Somehow she knows where Lucius is. And saddles them with her sister, Drella, who is definitely an odd duck, but she's meant to take them to Lucius. I have a theory that they wanted Hella to be doing this, but she, like, couldn't because of scheduling conflicts, so they, like, made a sister up. Oh. I, I don't know if that's what happened, but I feel like since she's on that show you're talking about mm-hmm. and she's an outlander and stuff, I wonder if they just couldn't get her to like be in the season for longer than an episode or something. I don't may I mean maybe, but like I feel like I just feel like bringing the sister in to me felt like a, oh, we can't have this actress. We're gonna bring her sister in. But maybe not. But later on in the episode, Hella meets up with Alice, which she couldn't have done if she was with Kate. Yeah, that's true. I think that if Hella had been with them, a lot of the shenanigans that go on wouldn't have happened because she wouldn't have allowed it. Mm. Whereas Drella is like a little bit, she doesn't talk. Yeah. So like I just, and she's, she's not, not like as assertive. So yeah. So yeah. she's just kind of along for the ride. Whereas Hella would have been a lot more vigilant about yeah. like doing the right thing and stuff. Like later on when. They just let Anya go by herself yeah. to meet up with the sun folk or whatever. What's the sister's name again? Dru- Drella. Drella. Dr- like, Drella's, like, clearly, like, you guys should not let her go alone. But she doesn't say it. You can just, right. like, see it in her eyes. You're like... Because her sister was like, watch out for that one. Yeah. So she's like, shouldn't someone, like, go with her? But, like, doesn't say anything. <laughs> right. But if Hella had been there, like, that shit wouldn't have happened. It's true. Anyways, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So Drella's obviously kind of a like odd duck who doesn't really talk, but she's going to take them there to find Lucius. Hella tells Drella to watch out for Anya. They must kind of be able to sense that she's yeah, cursed or that there's something that was like my some dark magic going on there. Like, does Hella know that Anya's under the control of Hempel or does she just know like something's she said, off? She says something like, 
really vague, but it's like basically to the the translation is like there's something going on there. I don't know what, but like keep an eye on it. Right. Kind of thing. So the crew heads west and the feel fellowship. The fellowship continue <laughs> on on their journey together. Uh, Phelan and Rain are kind of hanging out together as Rain's up on his horse and Phelan's like walking next to him, which kind of just is like perfect for the conversation because it almost feels like a toddler and a parent or something like having a conversation because <laughs> Phelan's just like, oh, and Rain, by the way, is like the hot man. I figured out that's what his name was. Oh, Rain. Rain. Hot name. Hot name <laughs> for a hot man. Hot Rain. So they're discussing the prophecy and Rain says that the spear comes from the east and the chosen one will use it to unite the tribes and free them from Laka's spell. So that's kind of repeating what we already know from last episode. But Phelan's clearly not buying it. He's very skeptical of like this whole story. He's like, did Lu- did the guy who brought, did Lucius know that he was bringing like this silver or the spear of the silver dawn when he came over? Like... How, how could he know this? He didn't even know we would be here. And Rain is basically like, we're mere mortals. Like, we're not meant to, like, understand this prophecy. He's basically like, shut up. And then Rain is convinced that Lucius – basically, Rain is convinced that Lucius might not have known the true purpose but right. that he, when he came to England, but he knew he had a purpose. Yeah, that's what it seems like from what we've seen of Lucius, too. Like mm-hmm. – he like when he killed Jesus, he was like super super affected by that mm-hmm. emotionally, mentally, and when he wouldn't admit to that guy that he brought the spear with him, mm-hmm. it was almost like he didn't really even know why he did it. Like, mm. yeah, yeah, he was just very like emotionally just confused by everything. It seems mm-hmm. like, and now he has his purpose, and that's why he's eyeliner on now. Yeah, he's a badass. <laughs> Divis and Drella are like going at it. It's like a comedy duo, except she's not speaking. But he's He's like, oh god, he's like discussing her smell and that she stinks. It's so funny too because like he also stinks for sure. He's like, but you stink worse than me. Yeah, (laughs) which is impressive. Yeah, and then he's like sniffing her and he's like a dead man, (laughs) a different dead man, (laughs) a much much deader man. And he's just, like, going on about all the things she smells like. I think at one point he's like, a muskrat. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) He comments that maybe Drella isn't really Hella's sister, that maybe she just found her on the way and, like, flipped her with, like, to work for her and with a bunch of coin. Did you catch that part? (laughs) Yeah. So they might not actually be sisters, but it's kind of irrelevant at this point. I don't take a lot of what he says seriously, I feel like. But yeah, that, that's possible. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, he is right about things sometimes. So I'll give him that. Yeah. <laughs> You're always surprised. But <laughs> meanwhile, Anya is like hallucinating a butterfly around her face. But maybe oh, I didn't it's real. That was a hallucination. It's either a hallucination or it's actually there. But either way, it's like a reminder that the curse is around and that she's not of her, like, of the right, of a right mind. Yeah. Of, of her right mind or. However you say that. Mm-hmm. They're trying to figure out which way to go and have stumbled upon the sun folk who typically support Bar- the Varen, so they're not, like, super concerned, and they think they might go there to ask them the best way to get around this area. 
So this is the part we were talking about before where Anya convinces them that she should go alone to speak to the Sun Folk. I'm like, there's literally like eight of you or something. Why would only one of you go? Also, it seems like a safety thing that you would go. A hundred percent. With someone else. She's like attacked when she goes over there and like people throw spears at her and stuff. Like she could have been taken out and then that would have been it. I mean, Kate really trusts her, but Mm -hmm. it just seemed weird because it's like. Even if she offers to go alone, you'd think someone would be like, no, I can go with you. Yeah. It's just bizarre. It is bizarre. Um, this tribe seems kind of cool. They, like, wear all red. And they've got, like, feathers in their costumes. Um, it seems like the leaders are all women. And they're actually blind as well, which is super interesting. I like that they are, like, casting people with multiple abilities or Mm -hmm. within this show like the girl who had down syndrome Mm -hmm. in one of the first episodes of this season i just think it's cool how inclusive they are and it's realistic Mm -hmm. like it's not like oh so cool they're including people who aren't just like hollywood typical people they're just casting all different kinds of people that would have been around at that time right as they are now Mm -hmm. so it really shouldn't require like a round of applause but it's like representation is but it does great in that arena yeah especially kind of in these historical things too we haven't really tackled that yet of like how they do have like a lot of people of color in this show and how they do have like a lot of women in power and stuff i think our brother teddy hate to give him a shout out but Mm. um he like made a joke he was like oh i couldn't I couldn't watch it. It was too feminist or something. Like, he was kidding. Okay, so back to the episode. So she goes to the leaders of the Sun Folk, and they say, they say the lowlands are cursed, the high hills bear the chosen one on wood. Which is crazy that they know that, like, Lucius, like, the chosen one on wood. Is that, like, referencing, like, a crucifix? I don't know. I wonder if that means like there's bridges made of wood. I don't know. It was I maybe I, I don't even remember I guess that we'll have part. To see. But I, I clearly didn't. Think I just thought it was correct. like a strange thing for them to say. Like they said it really weird, but mm. I wasn't surprised because they were like clearly a weird tribe. Like they were all in red. They had feathers. They had red face paint all over them that almost looked like blood. Mm-hmm. Granted, I would totally join this cult if I was given the opportunity. It's not a cult. It's a clan. Just like, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> Anyways, so Anya heads back to camp. Back at the camp. Rain- well, you didn't say that one of the women there, like, clearly knows there's something up with Anya. Like, she oh, gives yeah. her a look that's like. She says something weighs heavy on you. And Anya says it's just the pressure of protecting the chosen one. Mm-hmm. But. And then she kind of gives her a look that's like, what's up with you? Like, bitch, what's wrong with you? Something's up. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't do anything about it, so it's kind of like... Yeah, I was hoping she would. Not helpful, but... I was hoping she would, especially because she seems to, like, want to help the chosen one. Yeah. Back at the camp, Rain and Kate are being slightly flirtatious, and while Divis and Antidia watch basically look on and watch them Mm -hmm. um and they're discussing like oh who's a virgin who's not a virgin (laughs) 
And and Teddy is like, well, obviously you are. And Dippus is like, oh, what? What are you talking about? Why would you? One of my favorite moments of the episode is that and Teddy, I can just tell that Dippus is <laughs> So obvious. So good. Anya comes back and Shock tells them to take the lowlands. So she does the opposite of what she was told. Divis is like, no, dude, this is a bad idea. I disagree. And everyone's like, please be quiet, Divis. We are taking the lowland. <laughs> low Thank you so much. Goodbye. So he's pissed, but he keeps going. Back at Alice's place, Hempel and Amina are like laying on a bench together, like very intimately. And I was like, what's happening? <laughs> but they're bosom buddies now. And Amina tricked the witch into thinking that she wanted to kill Alice for the as revenge for the death of her daughter but she says the witch didn't realize that I actually don't blame Alice for her death she blames the Varen mm-hmm. and so she wants like revenge on the Varen which I guess I don't Do you believe I mean I don't know because like I don't really get how she could blame the Varen for that because well, I guess not the Varen specifically, but, like, the Druids are the, the ones Druids. that, like, she, like, went to the Druids about her father, like, molesting mm. her. And then they were, like, your mom or your, like, parents are going to raise your child as your daughter and, like, nothing else is going to happen. Oh. And so she. So she was, like, as long as my daughter is safe, I'll play along with this charade. Basically. And so I think she hates the Druids because they basically brushed her like assault under the rug yeah and we're like we're just not gonna like acknowledge this or do anything about it i mean that makes sense i'd be pissed too yeah uh so she and then because they did that that's why her daughter killed herself because she didn't know the truth sure whatever okay that's fine i guess amina's expresses her love for alaka very unbecoming i just don't like this situation at all she said amina says she's strong not like alice she'll do anything laka wants yeah gross and i was like get some standards please. okay like you're throwing alice under the bus that's a weird choice but Hempel yeah probably agrees yeah so she's doing it to like make Hempel like her she's but trying like, to get Hempel on her good side I just, and she yeah she'll do anything that Hempel asks I don't know. I don't know what to believe about her anymore. I don't get a good feeling. I don't know if that's just because I don't like their pairing or if because there's something off and, like, this isn't quite right. Like, she's not – she's not being genu- genuine. Mm-hmm. But it could we'll go see. either way. Yeah. Hempel goes to visit the witch who's locked away in a little hut, probably still recovering from her arm being cut off. Hempel calls her Little Pig, based on her story from the last episode where they keep the pig alive but, like, take off different limbs. Do you remember this? Yes. So they're calling her Little – she's calling her Little Pig. Mm-hmm. She tells her about eating her arm, which is disgusting, and then kind of calls her dumb for falling for Amina's trick. She's, like, almost blaming her for everything that happened. She's like, how could you be so stupid to, like, fall for that? And then Hempel wants her to do something, think of something clever to get to the Varen. 
is basically how I translated this situation. She says, what's the very last thing Varen wants? Mm -hmm. That's what Willa has to tell her. Yep. I was like, oh, God, that can't be good. Not for your boyfriend. (laughs) Phelan is chilling in a wagon, kind of hanging out as they walk along. Another one of my favorite moments is coming. Okay. (laughs) He's still talking to Rain and has lots of questions about the spear. What kind of spear is it? Is it a trident? (laughs) Rain says that all they know is that the spear was used to kill a powerful druid who had been nailed to a tree. So apparently Jesus was a druid. Newsflash. (laughs) That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No, it doesn't. That must just be part of how the The druids are telling the story. They just want to be part of it. They're like, yeah, he's one of us, you guys. I guess. (laughs) We're interrupted by a tribe of... We're not really sure. Tribe of people. Another clan. Another clan. Another cult. (laughs) Um, They attack looking bad <laughs> we're like oh god what's gonna happen kate's like we're with we're from the like we were sent with from the baron and they were like we hate the baron I was like, oh. but <laughs> then antidia shows her face and they're like queen antidia we love you <laughs> and they all like bow down to antidia um, you missed my favorite part which is that Phelan hides under a fishnet when they get ambushed <laughs> that was funny <laughs> what is a classic quant he says something really funny too but i can't remember what it was like, why is he under a fishnet like, does he, he think that's gonna protect him <laughs> such an idiot i loved it though and then I said, Antidia loves this. Yeah. Because he's like, he like on his knees, like, kisses her hand. Oh, Queen Antidia, like, you are the best in all the land. I don't know what he says, but she's like, oh, thanks, I know. She's like, got this in the bag. She's like, <laughs> and we end up finding out that they're cousins or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like just a loose term or if they're like actually cousins. I feel like they probably are actually cousins. Probably. It seems like blood is important in these mm. times. Yes. Across the forest, Hella and Alice are bargaining, so they must have somehow run into each other. Mm-hmm. Hella's like looking for more money, maybe, and she just like found him. And he wants like more information from her, like. And she says the Varen wants Lucius, and then asks him if he wants to know who the Varen sent to find Lucius. But then they're kind of interrupted by seeing like Blaine over in a tree. <laughs> no, eavesdropping on their conversation and uh, so he's she like she says something like really funny like she's like do you want your friend to know is that something you want your friend to know yeah and he's like what are you what talking friend? about what are you talking like, about? that guy over there and blaine just like starts <laughs> dipping away he's like dupe <laughs> and then she literally she him. hurls she a dagger a at him she whips it through the air like a badass bitch and gets him and gets him right in the leg or something but he runs away. Incredible. Incredible hem- moment. <laughs> Hempel seems to have her lover following Alice? Question mark? Well, and Hella was saying that she had just seen Hempel and her crew, like, nearby mm. recently. Which I don't really know how she knows that that's Alice's wife, but she knows a lot of stuff, so. Yeah, she's good. Information seems to be her currency. Seems like there's something magical going on there. Yeah, she's got something going on. She's a hellhound. Yeah. 
whatever that means. Remember when she was like in the river and then like came up and like got Divis? Oh my she, like, god! Sprang out from the water. That was insane. Mm-hmm. I can't believe he survived that. Yeah, I, mean, I for sure thought he was dead. I was like, how could he possibly survive? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's a reunion party back at the Bogey Soldiers Camp. So this cult must be called Bogey, the Bogies. Okay. And the main guy is her cousin. They reveal that the Romans came and took their land, killed like and like killed a bunch of their people super sad so they seem like they're kind of case like triggered yeah exactly um they somehow know about the prophecy though which is interesting Mm -hmm. and they're like ready to follow the chosen one they're like singing her praises and are eager to like fight for her to smite the roman troops Mm -hmm. kate's just kind of like looking down and looks the uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and she kind of like walks away she's hella triggered she's like i don't want to (laughs) be the chosen one Mm. It's too much pressure. Sure. Rain follows her and they're almost having a moment. <laughs> and then someone hacks up a loogie and spits it on the ground right like in front right of them. The and it's Divis. It's disgusting. Divis the cock block is uh, what I wrote. That's what I wrote too. He's a real <laughs> cock block, that one. <laughs> they're like having a romantic moment. Yeah. He's like, <sighs> totally. I hope that sound was enjoyable. It's disgusting. <laughs> At first I thought like Rain was doing that and I was like, no. <laughs> You're not going to get laid doing things like that. hot rain. (laughs) Basically, rain goes to bed. Divis talks to Kate. He passes on his concerns that something seems off, something is wrong. He wants just the two of them to team up and, like, run off together. And she's like, hell no, bitch. Go to bed. (laughs) Please shut up and go to bed. I said I love Kate putting Divis in his place, but also he's right. (laughs) He is right, but it's also, like, he feels just, like, the annoying uncle or, like, the annoying friend. And it's just, like, yeah. Doesn't she kind of say, like, I'm in charge here? For sure. Yeah. And that's, like, what I liked. She was, like, you don't make the decisions anymore, my dude. Yeah. Bye-bye. Peace out. Please leave. Uh, And Teddy and her cousin are kind of, like, putting on a performance for, like, the camp in a way roasting all of their old enemy tribes mm-hmm. kind of it seems like they're raising the morale of the group a little bit like getting people riled up sure it's kind of a they're talking loud and performing a little and then it kind of zooms in on Phelan as they start insulting the cunty canty mm-hmm. which i mean he's quant now yeah he's a druid so <laughs> it's not really about him anymore he's sure. not that guy anymore sure um, and they're, like, roasting his dad and his sister, who are, like, both passed away. Yeah. And Tidia says about Kara, um, don't get me started on that boss-eyed twank. <laughs> Pretty, I'd rather fuck an elk. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. Yeah. Well, um, also, she was beautiful. Yeah. So, and wonderful. Phelan seems sad, but also kind of, like, unsure of what to do, because he's clearly, like, can't stand yeah and like can't stand up and be like i'm feeling blue and and meanwhile and is just like glaring over at him with like a shit-eating grin of just being like like she knows what she's doing yeah (laughs) and i got confused for a second i was like wait a minute she not know who he is and i was like no 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 she knows she knows she's torturing him basically yes um and then she's like what do you think quant And I feel like he almost says he's canty. Do you remember this? He's like, oh, yeah. I'm can't. 
I can't. He like almost musters the courage to say yeah. something, and then he's like, "Bad idea." He's like, "I'm a canty. I can't end this night without singing you a song." And then he stands up and sings the lamest song that's ever been sung. He's like, "I'm Quant. My name is Quant." <laughs> And then he talks about the King, King Pelinor, and he's like, he wasn't a very loving father <laughs> to his son, Felin. And everyone's like, what? And he's like, who, who was, was also, also a cunt? cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that so really good. got me. And there was like a pause. <laughs> yeah. Just to let it sink in. Everyone was like, what? <laughs> Why is he saying that? <laughs> God, it was so good. My name is Quant, and I've come a long way. But it's awfully nice to be here. Give us the verse about the canty canty. Yeah. Oh, the the canty are a bunch of scum, bunch of scum, bunch of scum. The canty are a bunch of scum, and so was. King Pelinor. Who was not an especially loving father to his son, Phelan? Who was also a car? Meanwhile, Anya is like sneaks in bed with Kate. And, and sleeps in the same tent with her, which you're, like, a little worried. You're like, ooh. She's going to slur at But that. they wake up in the morning. Uh, Anya's got the fire going. Kate comes out. Anya ro- rolls into bed with Kate. That sounds weird. She, like, I feel like she just, like, slithers into bed with her like a snake. And then in the morning, they're kind of having breakfast at the fire. And Anya's like, you know, I once thought I was part of a prophecy. Oh, yeah. And it's not the same, but I kind of understand what you're going through. So if you ever need help, I'm here for you. She basically offers her comfort and support. And I, I was like, not a bad way I'm very for a conf- bad girl to build trust. Like, she's building trust with Kate right now. I know, now. but I'm confused because it doesn't always seem like she is under the curse. Like, it feels like it kind of comes in and out. I understand that. So I'm, so I'm always like, okay... Is what she's saying right now genuine? Or is this part of the curse? Like, is this part of the manipulation? I think it's part of the manipulation. Okay. Because sometimes it seems like she's just being herself. I know. And then, like, a second later, she'll, like, tell a lie. And she seems confused by it. Like, she almost told the truth when she came back from, like, the other clan. But then she, like, kind of stopped for a second and then lied. I just... This is my opinion, but, like, if it really was going in and out, like, that's so much, then she would come back and be like, no, 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 just kidding. Like, we should take the high road. You know what I mean? Like, I think maybe bits of her come through sometimes. Yeah. But it seems like she's the observer. Like, she's observing. She's not in control. Maybe there's some reactions that she has to things she does. Mm -hmm. But she's not – it doesn't come and go enough that she's, like, I see what you're saying. Backing up and, like, reversing yeah. decisions she's made. And, and Kate's, stuff. like, desperately looking for, like, a sister figure because yeah. her sister died. So it's, like, a perfect form of manipulation. It is, for sure. Which sucks because, like, you want them to be able to have that genuine 
bond and it's just like sullied by this curse for sure which they probably would have made this bond without the curse probably whatever but i definitely get the creeps from anya now i said why is druella like watching anya but not warning the others about her it's weird that she like knows something's up but she's like not telling anyone well she's not loyal to them i know she's out for herself but like it impacts her too like she's on this like quest with them or whatever. She's in more danger if they go on the lower road, you know. Like yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she cares. <laughs> okay. The crew comes upon a village that's being decimated by Roman soldiers, and somehow they're able to stay on the outskirts and not be seen. This part was a little weird to me because it's like they're right there. Like, wouldn't Roman soldiers be like, get them? Like, it just seems like they're almost that invisible was really or something. Bizarre. Yeah, they I weren't didn't get being cautious enough to not be seen. I don't know. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Maybe it was just like shot weird or something. I was really confused about what was going on, to be honest, for like half that scene. Yeah, it was bizarre. And then Antonio was like singing a creepy song. Do you remember that? that? It was good, but I was like, what are you singing about? I should probably look up the lyrics because it was, they were strange. I said, Kate is how you say triggered. and For sure. She had like flashbacks to when this happened to her village, when her yeah. sister was killed by the Romans. Yeah. So it's definitely traumatic for her. Rain is like, we gotta go. Like, they're already gone. Like, you can't help these people. She sees like a boy crying standing in the village like alone crying right Mm -hmm. i think it's like a couple kids yeah it's too hard for her to ignore and she decides to go and help well first she leaves and then she goes back yeah she like tries to get on her horse and leave and she decides she can't then when she gets back to where she was there's a mother there and she's like the soldiers took my boy so kate's like i'll go after him but then after she leaves, like, the mom's face, like, drops. And the dad gives, like, a weird look to someone else, The mom, too. maybe, or something? I don't remember that Someone part. stayed behind and not go with her, because I feel like the dad looks at one of them weirdly. Like, really, like, he's suspicious. Like, the whole thing is just really suspicious. I know. Basically, Kate goes to find the son with hot new guy and Anya. Rain and Anya chase after her. <laughs> But then they get separated. I said, no, don't hurt the hot new guy. Yeah. Kate almost gets killed by a Roman soldier on a horse. He's, like, stabbing at these bushes that she's oh, hiding in. Oh, that was scary. In. But then she jumps out of the bushes and, like, stabs him with a dagger, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Then, meanwhile, Anya is left alone with Rain, and she, like, knocks him Hits out with, him with a, a rock. rock. But from behind, so, like, if he does come to, like, sh- he wouldn't know that it was her. Sure. She seems like... I don't know if this happens right then, but she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe, like, she, like, can't believe she did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, like, tries to help him. She like That's what I mean by, like, coming in and out, kind of. Like, I know, but it's still confusing because, like, it's not enough. I know. Like, she's too much under the spell to tell them, hey, something's wrong with me. Does she, like, n- yeah, I don't know. But, like. Does she, like, not I remember the things she's done when she's She seems like she knows away. she did it, but she just, like, doesn't understand why. Mm. I don't know. We'll get probably get into it more. Okay, so Kate, meanwhile, escapes this Roman soldier. She stabs him. And then she runs and finds this little boy alone in the woods by a tree. And it's Alice's son. OMFG, it's the demon child. It's a fucking trap. WTF. 
cue the circusy organ music and roll the credits. End of season five. It's not good. I have to say I was pretty End sh- of season five. <laughs> Are you drunk? I wish. Um, end of episode five. I was, yeah, I was definitely shook that it was Alice's son. I was like, like, what? This is fucking bad. Where? Like, everything is going so badly right now. They're not on the right path. They just ran into a demon child who lured them in, basically. Anya just knocked out Rain. (laughs) Hot new guys out for the count. And who knows what the fuck Divis and Phelan and. And Tidia still singing. Like, what are they doing? Feeling's useless. He's probably hiding under a fishnet. <laughs> For sure. It's a hot mess. It was a good episode, but it's just hard to follow up the last couple episodes that have been so great. I think but it was more... It was moving the plot along, for sure. More moving the plot along than things really happening, which are necessary, obviously. But, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't going to be one of my favorite ones of the season. Right. Now it is time to pick our chosen one of the episode. For me, I got to go with Hempel slash Demon Child, mm. which is my name for him. Demon Child? Them. I don't know. Um, I said they're certainly getting what they wanted in this episode, except for her lava getting a knife thrown at his leg. But other than that, like literally everything's going her way. Like everything's coming up Hempel, you know? Sure. My chosen one for the episode is Queen Antidia. She really comes into her own. Her she kind of saves the day when they get attacked by the bogey tr- tribe. Um just for being who she is. They get to kind of reminisce with the this tribe of her cousin's people. It's like super fun and they're like remember when you had like King Arthur's head on a stick? <laughs> and it's just like She's you like, know, it's like GTs. The, yeah, it's just like good times. Like Good old day. The good old days. Let's reminisce. I just feel like she really reveled in this moment. She's been waiting for this moment to be able to, like, in her journey to, like, becoming Queen Antidia again. Yeah. She was a queen, and then she was a servant, and... She, like, lived in a hole. She has been through a lot, and... She is, believes she is owed the respect that she got in this episode. So. Yeah, she definitely. She's thriving. She's thriving. She's manifesting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the shit out of herself right now. I'm really enjoying her Her vision jur- board's really coming true. It truly is. Her vision board is just like covered in blood but it, and revenge. But also like she's like, also I want to be All this worshipped again. All this for you is like what it says. Yeah. So yeah, she's People really. People kiss my feet is also on there. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And I'm just happy for her. Totally. segment is who our our soul of the episode is mine i said is a tie between alice and kate i feel like kate should be making smarter decisions i know that she has trauma and she was triggered but i'm just like take a second and think because that's not a good choice i feel like 
she wasn't listening to her team and she just kind of like let emotion overtake her mm. and it's gonna be bad and then Alice I feel like just because he seems so dumb this season like I feel like ever since Hempel came like every episode he just seems dumb like the fact that like he didn't know he was followed there and then like yeah Hella had to be like does your friend want to know <laughs> like or do you want your friend to know that that was um funny. And he was like, what? And, like, I just I just feel like he's just been, like, portrayed to be, like, dumb all season, which, like, is totally fine. But, like, I don't feel like that's how he used to be portrayed. Like, I feel like he used to be, like, scary. Like, yeah. there was a scene with the Emperor last season where, like, he, like, drugs him and then he, like, drowns him. Yeah. And then, like, brings him back to life. And, like, he's really scary in that scene. Agree. And the season he's just like, what? Huh? Why? Wives, am I right? A thousand percent. I agree. I think he's passed the mantle on to Hempel, who's now the terrifying antagonist in the in the show. But he almost reminds me of like a bull in a China shop. No, like a oh. bull going at like a like matador's red. What do they have? Like a red blanket. Yeah. <laughs> and like he's just like blinded by like rage and confusion ego. and ego and like guilt and like shame around like stuff he did to his son or what mm-hmm. happened to his son and so he's like and then there's like a flow I just feel like everything that happens to him he's like it's like a fly on him and he's just like batting off these flies and he's so confused sure. sorry I'm getting really into this but <laughs> I just feel like he's so distracted yeah by his mental health is declining. It's like Hempel coming back just makes him think about his son and then and then he goes to the underworld and that yeah. stuff happens and he's just kind of spiraling, yeah. Um, who's your arsehole of the episode? It was between Anya and Amina for me because I'm just like super annoyed by Amina right now. Yeah, I just feel like she wasn't even in the episode enough to like. Yeah. Just that one scene with her. She's like your like honorable mention. Me. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Anya is just giving me major creeps and. But it's not her fault, you know. I know. That's true. I need to be more compassionate to her, but <laughs> I just wish that she could shake this curse. Yeah, somehow. could she just like ugh, get over it? Just figure it out, you know? <laughs> and yeah, I want more for her. Okay, let's move on to our final segment. What has enchanted us this week? So this week I'm watching the Boba Fett show Mm -hmm. and I'm a big Star Wars fan. I watched it with my dad growing up. I liked the new movies. Mandalorian? Oh. Well, I liked the new movies. I know a lot of people didn't. Like, I'm not like my husband who, like, knows every detail and has, like, watched all the seasons of The Clone Wars. Yeah. And knows all the lore about the, the universe and yeah. all that. But I do like the stories. And so I was excited to watch Boba Fett specifically because I loved The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will be honest and say the only parts that I really liked of Boba Fett were, like, the parts with The Mandalorian in it and mm. Grogu. I I just find Boba Fett a little boring. So yeah, I mean I watched watch the it? first episode with you. Yeah, I would never watch that again. Okay, it was so boring. 
once the Mandalorian and Grogu come along, it's good. And I do, it did delight me. Like, I'm glad I watched it and I want to watch more of it. Okay. But um, I just, I don't know. I, I mean, it was interesting. I also was bored by the Mandalorian, though, so. Yeah, I don't know if it's, like, his character or, like. Not not the, I'm the Mandalorian, the show. Oh, I thought you said Boba Fett. Sorry. Um, no. Oh, you hated The Mandalorian. No, well, I didn't I... hate it. I watched like the first two episodes and then I just forgot about it. Never watched it again. Okay. That's where I'm at. I can't relate, but. Yeah, I don't, I'm not like giving up on it, but I, I'm not as into sci-fi as you are. Sure. I, I really, I actually really liked the new movies. Um, I did too. I don't care that fanboys didn't like it. Yeah, who cares? I can understand, like, real criticisms, 100%. I think, let's not even get into that now. Yeah, no. I just, like, liked those movies, and I don't care if you don't, if you didn't like them. Yep. <laughs> Booyah. <laughs> Take that, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's my turn. Um, I'm going to do, like, a horror movie minute. Um, so a couple weekends ago, I watched the new Scream movie, which is like technically Scream 5, but no, technically it's just called Scream because it's like, I forget what the word was they used in the movie, but it's like kind of like a revamped like Scream where they're kind of like, it's kind of like the the new Halloween series where it's like they just called it Halloween because it's kind of like a revamp of, and they're doing kind of like their own trilogy type of thing rather than like building off of even though it is building off that's why it's confusing because it's like same characters like same story like you know it's not like they're really doing anything that crazy but this is what this sounds like to me blah blah blue babe blah 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 that like the look I don't know in your eyes of, what you're saying. of just like complete disinterest. <laughs> I like was hard. did my did they glaze? Did the eyes glaze? Yeah this is like when you talk about sci-fi <laughs> This is, yeah. So I love horror. Uh And anyway, Scream is my favorite horror movie. And the new Scream came out and I watched it and I was like pretty underwhelmed. But it was like Scream, so I'll watch whatever they come out with. And then I also watched this movie called Fresh and I told Libby literally the entire plot. Like it was like the basis of this podcast is that I just like tell Libby the plots of things and like that's what i did with this movie called fresh and i wish you hadn't it's on hulu it's sebastian stan and daisy something i'm annoyed that from i can't remember her name from normal yep. people and it's like super disturbing and it's like a thriller to watch it it's dark sounds awful it's gonna stick with you probably for like a week after you see it but like i don't regret watching it it's just like very dark and disturbing but like good I liked both of those. Neither of them, like, blew me away, but I had a fun horror weekend. So, yeah, that's all. And that's it for this episode of Sisters Who Sorrow. Pretty, I'd rather fuck an elk. See you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>